0: What is up, people? You are listening in to the New Generation Sports Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and we got a great show lined up for you guys today because it is our NFL preview show. I'm so excited about the NFL season getting going. Obviously, summer ending. You guys know how much I love summer, but now we're heading into the fall, and one of the great silver linings is that football is back. I loved watching the college football games this past weekend, loved doing the college football preview last weekend, and now... Getting to talk NFL this week. Really a great sign of things to come for this fall season. Joining me is my co-host, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, football is back, baby. Let's get it.
1: Football season is here. EJ, very excited. Um, like you said, they, these college football games have been crazy so far. So they're already getting me getting me uh amped and ready for this uh for this season of uh of uh football. This is NFL. Smash yeah, Mouth
0: man. football, very excited. Yeah, man, very excited. Like I said, we're gonna be going through all the divisions in just a minute. But let's let's kick it off right now. And you know we're recording this podcast on a Tuesday night, so the Thursday game hasn't happened yet from from when we're recording this. So the first game of the season will feature a marquee clash between the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, and uh, they're at home. They're at SoFi Stadium, where they won their Super Bowl trophy, and they're facing the odds on favorite to win this year's Super Bowl trophy, that being the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Rams come back this season with rings on their fingers, but some question marks heading into the new year. Matt Stafford dealing with this elbow injury. We know he's going to be getting these injections throughout the year. There's been uh, limited participation from him in training camp. There's been concerns about whether or not this uh, injury will linger throughout the entire season. They're also absorbing the loss of Von Miller, who, by the way, now is on the other side playing for the Buffalo Bills here in week one. And then they're hoping that Allen Robinson, a wide receiver who was a star for many years, but kind of became a forgotten man in the last few years in that wasteland that is the Chicago Bears offense. They're hoping he can become an adequate replacement for Odell Beckham Jr., who, by the way, Sham, I don't know if you saw, does still have a place in the locker room. They didn't clear it, clear out his name yet in the locker room. like they're, they're They're apparently ready to bring him back whenever he's ready to come back, but he is not signed with the team quite yet. Right now it's Allen Robinson's role to fill opposite uh, Cooper Cup. So uh, a lot of question marks for the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Meanwhile, the Bills, a lot riding into this season for them. They're a team that, you know, coughed up what would have been an epic playoff win against the Kansas City Chiefs, but the defense couldn't get off the field in overtime or towards the end of that game. Um, Uh, They also had some big uh, acquisitions through free agency, uh, through the draft. And there's an expectation that that QB uh, Josh Allen will be able to take the Buffalo Bills to heights that they haven't reached in many years. Talking about the Super Bowl, of course. So Shamari, starting with these two teams right here, I think it's a really apropos matchup to kick off the NFL season, to really have any conversations previewing the NFL season, because these are the two teams everybody wants to talk about. In your estimation, should the Bills and Rams be favored to represent their conferences in the Super Bowl this year?
1: Hmm, the Bills and the Rams will uh, be favored to represent their conference. Favorite, favored, mm. I, I don't. So the Rams, uh, yes, probably. I mean, okay. Uh, okay. That I, I, I would say just in terms of like just being the the, the favorites going in. I mean they're the champs and and they still have a crazy roster, so so I definitely think they should be. Uh the Bills, I mean the AFC is getting AFC is getting a little uh getting very uh competitive. Um yeah, much more competitive than it has been previously. It's no longer just okay, the Chiefs and then everybody else. Now it's just everybody else. <laughs> right, <laughs> Honestly, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's very, very much more evenly uh matched to the point where even their own even their own uh division isn't even really a lock for them anymore so we'll see i think we'll see how that goes
0: yeah i think for me i think i go the opposite i think for me the bills i would say yes i think they should be favored to come out of the afc the afc is a gauntlet it is brutal but we'll talk a little bit about kind of how i see the season playing out but one of the main reasons why i think the bills should be favored in afc is because of how much better they are than everybody in their division the afc east because remember In order to really be favored to go to the Super Bowl, probably want to win the conference, probably want to become the number one seed heading into the AFC playoffs to get that home field advantage. They want to play in Orchard Park in that, you know, frigid, you know, zero temperature, possible snow kind of weather. And they're in great position to do that. You know, I think that there's, we'll talk about the AFC East uh, later in the show. I think there's reason for optimism for some of these teams in the AFCs. But I don't think there's any real expectation that these teams We'll be able to match up with the Bills and possibly win that division. I was a fool picking the Dolphins win that division last year. I think you can hear right now, I'm not doing that again (laughs) this year. So when you look at those other teams and and the teams that are comparable in talent, uh, the Bengals are a really talented team. Of course, they went the Super Bowl last year. Chiefs are still very talented. Uh, The Broncos just got uh, Russell Wilson. We know about uh, the Ravens. We know about the Chargers. Um, we know about the Chiefs, of course, who they still have Patrick Mahomes, even though they lost Tyreek Hill. So those teams are gonna beat up on each other in many ways. The teams in the north are gonna beat up on each other. The teams in the West are gonna beat up on each other, and the Bills don't really have anybody to dance with. As a terms of dance partner that's really gonna possibly take two or three games from them within the division. So I think the Bills, yes, I think they are the favorites to come out of the the AFC because of uh, of their talent one, but also just how the schedule is going to break for them. But then when you look on the NFC, that's where I pause. Um, should they be? Should the Rams be the favorite? Uh, maybe, but I think that there's a lot more questions about the Rams than I think maybe some other people are willing to give credit for. I think that for one, automatic Super Bowl hangover. Hangover. I mean, just there are so many teams where they win a Super Bowl. And because you saw them get to the mountaintop, the impetus is to just be, well, they're going to do it again. Because we saw them do it last year. We know they have the capability. And we know they have the talent. And if they bring back a lot of their roster, if they don't have any super major departures, though they do have a few, then you think, well, of course they should be the favorite to come back. But just the way history works, that doesn't normally happen. I don't know how many times we see Super Bowl winners come back the next year and don't win the division, don't even make the playoffs. So I think... Maybe it's a little bit of a weird answer, but I almost feel like just because of just the way that history has worked, I can't say for sure, yes, the Rams are definitely the favorites, especially given some of the uh, concerns of Matt Stafford, who I, I do think this elbow injury could potentially be a problem for them throughout this year. They have no other answer for him if, if somehow he, ha- he casts to miss games or he can't uh, play up to his normal capabilities. Now, do I think the NFC East has, you know, world beaters? No. Um, you know, I think that a lot of it is – you know, kind of projecting that some of these other teams that maybe also have issues or maybe are kind of on the upswing can maybe take a bigger leap than most people are expecting. So it's either, you know, the Bucks and the Packers surviving the injuries, the attrition lost through free agency that they could, you know, somehow overtake them. Or it's a team like, uh, you know, the 49ers with Trey Lance takes a step that nobody expects or the Eagles where Jalen hurts takes a step that nobody expects or, you know, some other team comes out of nowhere like the Vikings or someone like that and say this is a team that has talent, but, you know, they just need a new coach. So I think on the surface, I, I can understand making them the favorites, but I'm not necessarily bullish on the Rams because uh, it just was a weird off offseason. Um, Will McVay stay or go Aaron Donald saying I may retire. OK, you gave me money. I'll come back, but I'm going to be swinging helmets the next time I get into training camp. You know, Stafford with this elbow thing. I just don't feel great about where the Rams stand right now. So. Bills, yes, Rams, eh, will be my answer to that question.
1: Mm. I don't know. I, I don't feel as um I don't feel as as tepid on the Rams. Um they still have a loaded roster. And uh for me, I think I think what really ended up shining. And of course they still have Aaron Donald, who's just gonna be Aaron Donald. We know that for a fact. And for me, I, I mean, I feel like they, they still got Stafford and they still got Cooper Cup, you know, and, and and those are just those are just factors that I think you're just, you know, I don't know. I mean, of course they still got Ramsey. I mean, they're they're still stacked, and I don't know. They are going to be riding high for sure, you know, Super Bowl hangover, absolutely. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I just it's something. Uh, I wouldn't say something feels different. I wouldn't necessarily say something that feels totally different about these teams because we've seen other great teams uh go down. Uh but just in terms of are they the favorite, I feel like they gotta be the favorite. Um uh partially like you said, because I mean they're just in their conference, there's no one else there that you just that you can clearly point to and say Right. No, yeah, yeah, they're definitely they could definitely take them down. With the exception of possibly uh Brady. That's kind of the only Brady. Uh, and the rest of the Bucks, <laughs> which is less, which is basically how the how yeah who's ever yeah, left standing, yeah basically you know Brady and everybody else on that team, um, you know those are the kind of the only ones. Um, but outside of that, it's just them for me. And I yeah, like you said, I, I'm kind of the opposite when it comes to Buffalo. I uh, I mean I gotta see what you know. I know people don't have faith in Tua, don't have faith in Mac. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're getting, you know, particularly too. I mean, they're they're trying to stack these teams, and I mean, I got to see what they do. You know, I got to see. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't see the Bills as as being. Um, I I, I don't see the Bills as being as as uh, kind of unbeatable or like front runners, especially particularly when it comes to the postseason. Um, you know, Josh Allen kind of gets his deer in headlights kind of thing, and.
0: You can't yeah, say yeah. that about yeah. him last year, though. You can't say that about him last year. Last year, yeah, he was in that game against
1: Kansas City, he was you putting know, on a show. Yeah, he was He was going last year, but, I mean, we got to see. I don't know. I I, I feel like we got to see. I see, I still have to see it from Josh Allen, so we'll see. All right, Uh, so
0: we'll get to, to more conversation about the AFC East uh, later on in the show. But uh, I actually want to talk about the most talked-about division in the AFC Right now, really in the league right now as we race through these divisions on this preview show. Uh, I want to talk about the arms race that took place in the AFC West this offseason. And it has many thinking that this division will for sure have the most competition. So the Broncos added QB Russell Wilson. They've already linked him to a big, big extension. Now he has uh, all those talented, stable of skill players. They have that talented defense that's already intact. So... Broncos looking like an interesting team. You got Devontae Adams, much to Shamari sagrin Now he'll be catching balls from Raiders QB Derek Carr. As the Raiders look to take another step after making the playoffs last year, but now they have a new coach in Josh McDaniel. Um the Chargers, adding JC Jackson, Khalil Mack to a defense that was a little spotty last year that struggled, especially against the run. Not sure how much those guys Stop the run, but those are extremely talented players to add to their defense for sure. And now they hope that Justin Justin Herbert really takes that next step into superstardom. And then of course, you got the Chiefs' kingdom. At the end of the day, the AFC West runs through the Kansas City Chiefs. We know what Patrick Mahomes has done. We know what kind of roster they have, but they did lose some really kind of linchpin players for that franchise. When you think about Tyreek Hill on offense, think about Tyron Matthew on defense, though they did replace him. With a good player and Justin Reed. A lot of questions about the Chiefs, but nonetheless a team you cannot cannot ignore. So I'll toss this to you, Sham. i want to make it simple. Cause this is a division where I don't think beating around in the bush matters in terms of the conversation. Who is winning the AFC West?
1: Yeah, this is this is it's a tough one. Um Yeah, it's a tough one. It's very, very tight. Um you know, I'm gonna start out and say not the Chiefs. The Chiefs have kinda of just okay. been on the on the downturn, particularly the last year. And that was even with Tyreek. Now they don't have Tyreek and it's like, oh boy. All right. So uh Paul Mahomes is really gonna be tested. I think we're getting somebody new. Honestly, I'm gonna go with you know what? I'm I'm gonna go with Vegas. Wow. I'm going to go to Vegas. You know, and I, and I know that's that may not be the most popular pick. Um I I think they have, I think Derek Carr is gonna, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna, kind of finally make his case for no, this is my time, you know, for 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 this division, I would say, um, he now has that that receiver where it's like no, just throw him the ball, what, like that reliable, every down any down receiver, mm. you know. And and the boy, I, I just feel like the Raiders have been they have because they have the roster kind of you know, they have solid players at, 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 uh, you know, damn near every position, solid like solid players. Um, you know, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I, th- I I'm thinking Vegas, and then, you know, I'm, and then also I, th- I feel like the Broncos have a decent shot as well, but, but I, I think
0: Vegas is going to do it. Wow. I mean, I'm a little surprised you took Vegas. I feel like most people are looking at Vegas as the the fourth team, maybe. Not necessarily diss to them, but just kind of looking at where things stack and saying, uh, you know, this team, while talented, and they just added an absolute, just an absolute monster wide receiver in Devontae Adams, one of my favorite players to watch in all of the NFL season every year. Still a team that has some holes. I think that Mm -hmm. their defense was not great last year. They could get to the passer, but they really couldn't do anything else. They didn't cover great. They didn't start to run great. So you have a defense that is kind of suspect, and while they did make the upgrades offensively, I don't think they really did much to their defense to make you really excited about that side of the ball. And while the skill players on offense are tremendous, like I said, you mentioned Devontae Adams. We could talk about... Renfro, we can talk about walls. Um, I'm not necessarily uh, out completely on like Josh Jacobs at running back and, yeah, and Kenny on like Drake is a good player. So yeah. I mean, they yep. got they got studs in terms of position players. But then my question is, what is the offensive line? I mean, they just cut uh, right. or put or put on waivers Alex Leatherwood, that terrible first round pick they made a couple of years ago, um, and, and their offensive line is, has struggled. And I have questions about whether or not they'll be able to actually get the ball to, to Devontae Adams because of that. They're playing in a division where there are fierce pass rushers in that division. We talk about Jones uh, in um, in um, in Kansas City. We talk about Bosa and now Cleo Mack in L.A. Uh, Denver has a, a vaunted defense. I think they might have some problems when it comes to protection, and that's kind of why I can't go all in on Vegas, for me, I'm going with the Los Angeles Chargers. I agree with you. I'm I'm really mm-hmm. out on the Chiefs right now, at least in terms of winning the division. And the reason why I'm going with the Chargers is because I think when you look at the all these four teams, for me, I'm a, I'm gonna give more credence to the team that has the most continuity coming into this season. Like as much as you know, we love the talent in Vegas. Like I said, they are bringing in a new coach. Yep. They're Defense is still shoddy. Like, they still have some weird kind of holes they kind of have to figure out. They're hoping that the talent can kind of make make up for some of these other holes and some of the things they have to catch up with when it comes to the new coach, new system, and stuff like that. Kansas City, it's, there's continuity in terms of the coaching quarterback. But, again, big leader on defense gone in Tyron Matthew. A huge weapon on offense gone with Tyree Hill. And I don't really love who they replaced him with. I like the draft pick of Sky Moore. But I'm not really feeling those, you know, those veteran guys they brought in. You know, know, Valdes, Scantling, and and Juju Smith-Juster. I I mean, those guys are, you know, decent, but really overall ordinary players. So they got to get adjusted to what it's like not having this nuclear weapon uh, and, and Tyreek Hill in their offense. And the Broncos, really talented roster again, but new quarterback, new coach, new feel. I don't think it's going to be just this seamless, we just step on the field, we just stomp on everybody for these three teams. I think that there's going to be some growing pains. And I look at the Los Angeles Chargers, they don't have that. I don't love the coach, but he's still there at least. Uh, we know Justin Herbert's still there. The offense is pretty much entirely intact. The defense has the same coaching staff, has the same everything, and they just added guys to help the guys that they already had. They didn't; they weren't replacing players with other players. It's not like Khalil Max coming in to replace Joey Bosa. They're playing together. You know what I'm saying? So they're not you know, replacing Asante Samuel Jr. with uh, J.C. Jackson. Asante Samuel Jr. And, and, and Jackson are on the same – they're on the same field together. So the, the, the parts of their team that needed a boost, they got the boost, and the rest of the team that was already strong, they're still intact. So I think the Chargers, at least in the regular season, are going to come in. I think they're going to come in like gangbusters. I mean, when you look at their roster, man, I don't know how – I, people run to the Bills and say they have the most talented roster. I, and I know the Chargers didn't make the playoffs, and, I, and we all know why. But I don't know how you don't look at the Chargers and say that, that team absolutely might have the most talented roster. I'm looking at Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler at running back, Justin Herbert, Corey Lindsay's playing center. Uh, uh, They got Rashawn Slater at left tackle. He had a great rookie year. Bosa, Mack, Kenneth Murray at linebacker. J.C. Jackson now, Asante Samuel Jr., Derwin James has signed a massive deal. They, I mean, they got a squad. So I, I, I'm I really high on the Chargers, and right now they're my pick to win the division. I think the fact that they don't have to worry about some massive changeover in regime and scheme and in, in, in system, and they already have a talented roster to begin with. I think last year's experience will go a long way. They coughed it up last year, no question about it. I think they lost a game to the Texans last year down the stretch. And, of course, that terrible disaster of a last drive against the Ra- uh, the Raiders last year. I think they'll learn from that. I think you'll see them
1: grow. I've, my only hang-up with the Chargers, and this is – I struggle to even call it a hang-up. I think it's just more of a is he ready. Um, honestly, it's Herbert. And it's not that I don't think he can win. It's – I don't know what it is. It, it's, it, it's is he – I feel it's, it's almost like, is he ready to win now? <laughs> you know, I feel like Carr is a ready to win right now, bring you deep into the playoffs quarterback. Um, and Herbert it has all the talent in the world, but I want to, is, is he there yet? And I don't know if he is. He has the talent to be there, but is he there in every other aspect, intangibles, like leading a roster, you know, just, Pushing your team, like how we saw Burrow do both at LSU and in Cincinnati, just 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 gutting your, your just pushing your team through on your back through the postseason, and or just or just quite, quite frankly just barreling through um, a regular season. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, I know the Raiders just got a new coach, of course. I I feel like McDaniel. I feel like McDaniel's. I feel like he's gonna. I don't know. I feel he's going to bring uh, some fresh ideas, some juice uh, to this team. New, new offense, kind of better schemes. I mean, they have guys. On I, I, yeah, I, I am They're pro, and I know
0: McDaniel's had a bad run in his first run as a head coach. I am pro j- the fit of Josh McDaniels in the Las Vegas Raiders. I, I am. You know, like this, this
1: is a squad. They're going to score. They're going to score a lot of points. Um, I mean, I mean, if there was ever a team where he had toys to play with, I mean, this is this is the team where he's got plenty of toys to play with. So yeah, this might
0: this honestly this might be the most weapons he's had to use. Yeah, a lot maybe of. Us some, I was gonna say way. I was gonna say maybe <laughs> since like he was running with Randy Moss and Wes Welker and them boys in yeah. New England,
1: in them boys. He has a receiver <laughs> in the league, or arguably. Well, a lot yeah. a lot of people think is the best wide receiver in the entire league. Yeah. Um, along with other, very good, you know, other receivers. Even though they are they lost a couple of guys as well, of course. Um. But it's, you know, this roster has a lot of talent. So I I could see them. I see them going pretty far. I see, I'm seeing um, Carr kind of just being in a different state of mind. It's been, it, this the team has just been very turbulent. It's been so turbulent with, in Vegas for the past, you know, couple years. And I feel, I think McDaniel is going to bring some stability, some fresh ideas, and, some, just more energy to the team, to the city. I think it's. Just, I think this is just a different energy in Vegas, and I think I think it's going to lead them uh, through this division, which is still going to be a gauntlet
0: anyway. What is, quickly, what are your thoughts on the Broncos? We talked a lot about the other three teams.
1: Where do you stand on them? Yeah, like I said, I think the Broncos are the next team for me. Not okay. that the Chargers aren't stacked as well, but, right. you know, I mean, even just looking at, you know, even just their depth chart, I mean, it's just... You know, pick your poison. I mean, of course, they got Russ, which that's that's its own thing, right? I mean, he's he is what I, what I'm sure many people would argue could be the best quarterback in the division already. Um, they still have, of course, Devontae. Well, I'm, I don't
0: think anybody he argues he's better than Mahomes. I'm, I'm gonna slow that down.
1: Well, all right. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna slow, I'm a, I'm a I slow, mean, slow we'll that I'm gonna slow that I'm I mean, I'm a I think he could have right a better. <laughs> you yeah. know, I think you could have a better year than Mahomes. I'll say that right now. I don't know if that's a hot take. But uh, but I, I think, you know, I think he's on a much better team. And I think I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling <laughs> that. I'm sorry. I, I think I think he's I'm just saying, I don't think Mahomes is going to have as good of a year. He's going to run. to. He's going to run to some buzzsaws. I was looking at the Chiefs' schedule. I mean, they, they have a very hard schedule. They do. They might not make the playoffs. I'm not. Wow. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but there's a lot of potential L's on that schedule. So, yeah, I'm I mean, not, I mean, yeah, I don't like, like that schedule either. I mean, you know, it's, neither of us pick the Chiefs. If he struggles this year, or if he goes on those slumps that he went on last year, they could lose like three, four, five straight. Like, like, if you just... I mean, look, they, they start been, the year. Let's give the
0: people a schedule. They start the year yeah. at, at Arizona, home against the Chargers on Thursday night, at huh. Indy, at Tampa, Vegas at home, hard. Buffalo... Hard. At, te- at San Francisco, okay. bye week, then home against Tennessee. And the first, like, obvious W is November 13th against Jacksonville. Now, they're a very good team. So I'm not saying they can't win right. five of those games or whatever. Like, those teams got to play Kansas City, too. But, like, like I'm saying, like, the, the first
1: game where I'm like, okay, they're washing this team is Tennessee in November. If they I were mean, to go, like, two and six, I wouldn't be like, Oh, man, they're a trash team. I'd be like, I mean, they had it. Those are a lot of tough teams they were playing. This is the NFL. In the back half of the schedule
0: gets easier, but it's not easy. I mean, they got to play Chargers again. They got to play the Rams. Uh, They got to play Denver. I think they're going to miss Cleveland's December 4th. They'll miss Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson's return, so they get lucky there. Um, They actually got to play Denver twice, and they got to play Vegas again. Now, they do get Seattle. They do get Houston. They do get Cleveland without Deshaun. They get Jacksonville, as I mentioned. Um, so they there are a lot of wins. There are wins there at the end. There, But it's not even like, oh, we could just rattle off six, seven wins in a row. And in the end, we'll be fine. So a strong start for KC is going to be important. And that's why I mentioned that having all that you know, turnover and trying to kind of f- figure yourself out. Like you can't learn yourself in that schedule. This isn't a let's figure out who we are as a team <laughs> schedule right. to start the year. I mean, you're starting out just with bangers to start the year. From jump, and I think you know with with Denver, you know they start the year. You know they start you know, Seattle and Houston to start the year. I mean, you want to talk about uh, figure yourself out? I, mean, I don't think there's two teams you'd rather play more to say, okay, let's ease our way into the season. Now it does get tricky after that. Vegas, Indy, the Charger, but then they get the Jets in Jacksonville. So and they, their bye weeks is the same one as Kansas City. So they're in a situation where they they got five wins that's in the bag. I'm looking at their schedule. So. Right. So yeah I I understand the trepidation uh, for the Chiefs and, and the, the reason why you're liking the Broncos there. I, I could definitely see that um, but let's uh let's move on to the next division I want to talk about in the AFC. Let's talk about the AFC North. It's another competitive uh, division in this conference. Um, it had a little bit of a surprise winner in the Cincinnati Bengals uh, but the other teams in that division are undergoing some major changes coming into this year. So Ben Roethlisberger is retired. He's gone from Pittsburgh, and for now, I say for now, Mitchell Trubisky takes the reins at QB for the Steelers. We'll see when our buddy Kenny Pickett takes uh, takes the reins there. But for now, it is Mitchell Trubisky's show in Cleveland. For now, it's uh, Joe Kobe Brissett's show until so Deshaun Watson returns from his 11 game suspension. And in Baltimore, they'll have the same QB. Lamar Jackson is still there, but he doesn't have a contract as of the way we're recording this podcast. And he said week one is the deadline, and we are at week one pretty much. So maybe he's playing without a new deal. How does that fit in for a Baltimore team that I think is actually really excited about maybe a revamped defense? They fired uh, Wink Martindale, who I know had success there, but, you no, know, the deep Baltimore defense really seemed to fall off last year. And they just, uh, they signed Marcus Williams at safety. I thought that was a really underrated signing this year, and they drafted Kyle Hamilton. Um, so so the safety is looking a lot different. Baltimore looking to have a little more speed, a little more athleticism on defense. So when you look at this division, Sham, with so much turnover happening in the North, are the Bengals the front runner in your eyes to take this division again?
1: Uh, Yes, they are. Um, Yeah, in my opinion, they are. I mean, just for all the reasons that they... Went to the Super Bowl last year. Uh, Jamar Chase is, is a complete star. Joe Burrow is a complete star, which we were even able to see um, his first year, even though the Bengals didn't win many games. We could see there was a lot there already. Um, and they've got a, they've got a lot of. I think there's just there's just a different energy in Cincinnati. There is they have the right pieces in the right places. They're not a perfect roster by any stretch of the imagination, but they have a lot of skill and they have a lot of speed. Um, you know, they have a, they have a decent secondary. Um, they have, uh, they have good linemen and they're, they're trying to show up the line for burrow. I mean, they're, they're, I I think, yeah, I, I, I would be a little shocked if the Bengals didn't win the division. Um, Honestly, I, I think I think they are they're kind of really, really kind of planting their flag. Um, and I think Zach Taylor is just he's just making he's just turning himself into a made man every day in Cincinnati. So, so yeah, I, I think this is I think Cincinnati is going to take the division um, pretty swiftly this year.
0: In the great words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. Shout out to Lee Corso. Hope he's doing well. I know there's been a lot of clips circulating with him not doing so great on uh, college game day, but you oh. know, Lee Corso, an icon. I want to make sure to shout him out. Yes. Um, Not so fast, my friend. I-, 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 I really think that coming into this season, look, I was all in on the Bengals resurgence last season. Not necessarily winning the division, but to make a lot of noise. You know, I had Jamar Chase on my fantasy team. I had uh, uh, Joe Burrow on my fantasy team. Those guys led me to a fantasy football championship. So I got all the reason to love the Bengals. And I like the Bengals. I still like the Bengals. But I think in navigating this this division, navigating this schedule, I think the the Ravens are the team I would say with kind of the team I would kind of forecast as the favorites to come out of the AFC North. And there's – a couple of reasons for that. Number 1, I like what the Bengals did on the offensive line. They revamped it pretty much entirely, which is what was needed. And I think you'll see much better from that much better play from that group. But I think I love what the Ravens did defensively. I mean, the Ravens when you think about them as a as a unit, it's always been about being able to stop the run, turn people over and control the clock. And I think what they did defensively adding Kyle Hamilton who you know, people were talking about, oh, he's 40, he's 40, he's 40. Well, now nobody's going be talking about the 40 anymore now that they've seen him on the field. Um, Marcus Williams, again, I thought it's kind of a shame he's kind of known for that, that, that disastrous, that disastrous play, play he made, he made. Um, um, in, uh, and, uh, in in Minnesota a couple years ago in the playoffs, but became a really good player. And, and now adding him to that secondary, now you got got uh, two studs in the secondary, and I think the return of J.K. Dobbs, uh, Dobbins, Mm-hmm. You're able to run the ball now. They weren't really able to run the ball with effectiveness. They remember they lost Dobbins and Gus Edwards last year. Yep. So Dobbins, Edwards, back, Lamar Jackson. That is the real question mark for me is can Lamar Jackson, what's the word I'm looking for, like compartmentalize whatever the situation is going on with the front office. And I don't know what it is. And quite frankly, it's stupid. It's stupid that the Ravens have not just got, found a way to get a deal done for Lamar Jackson was clearly their franchise player and I people say last year was a down year and yeah okay this overall stats tell me that but there were so many moments last year where Lamar Jackson looked like a, just a flat-out superstar I'm thinking still thinking about that Monday Night Football game against the Colts last year of course that was the same game that uh, John Gruden had that scandal happen to him so we all forgot about the fact that Lamar threw for like 400 yards let <laughs> led some insane comeback in that game like Lamar is an absolute stud, and if he can compartmentalize that and use the maybe disrespect he's getting from not getting a contract as motivation to say, all right, now I'm going to show these guys I'm getting paid by somebody, whether it's from them or whether it's somebody else, I think you could see Lamar have a great season. I think you see Lamar get back to that MVP caliber play, and the receiving core, I know they lost Hollywood Brown. I'm not tripping about that. I think that this is a team that at the end of the day is about running the football and sometimes breaking up friendships. This can be a good thing. Like sometimes, you know, especially with a quarterback and a wide receiver, you kind of get help in on throwing the ball to the same guy over and over again. Like how Brown wasn't that great a player. He was overrated to begin with. Now they kind of have a clean slate. I don't love a Bateman. Uh, Devin Duvernay can fly. So that's some real speed there. So they don't lose speed in that regard. Um, I think that Lamar will be fine. We already know what we got at tight end with Mark Andrews. So I think the, the, the improvement of the defense, I think a more focused Lamar Jackson could lead to a Ravens resurgence this year. I'm predicting 12 wins for the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Wow. All right. Yeah. So, look, it's hard to go against Lamar. is so talented. But, I mean... For me, it's also hard to go against uh, Cincinnati, I, and, and it's it's just one of those things where you just the quarterback position means so much, and you see what Burrow was able to do with this team, and not just the in terms of the talent, which also jumped off your screen, but in terms of just the leadership. Yeah, the intangibles. You know, the intangibles. What he did for for the team, for the city. You know, he's from Ohio. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just it meant so much to everyone there. You just get swept up in it. And I love Lamar. I, I love Lamar. Fantastic player. You know, but but sometimes his body language when he makes a mistake, when something doesn't go right, it's just it's just a bad aura, you know? Kind of head down, head towel on this on the on the on the bench, you know what I mean? Like it's just and I think that I don't think that's good for the team, you know? And I feel like that does kind of drag down Baltimore a little bit. Um and again, nothing to say about his talent. He's a fantastic player, but I feel like sometimes he gets in his head a little bit. So, you know, I I think and and so I think that I feel like Joe just, I, I I feel like Joe Burrow. He just got whatever that thing is that you want your quarterback to have that Mahomes has, that uh you know Brady has. You know, he's got that thing where it's just all we're focused on is winning this game, and we're gonna win this game, and I'm gonna help us win this game by doing my job. And you're all going to do your job, and we're going to win this game, and that's just what's going to happen, regardless of what happens out there, you know. And and not that Lamar doesn't say those things, but sometimes it's just wish if you feel like it feels like when something hits him, it's like he's just ah, oh, you know, and it's kind of like oh my God, here we go, and then it's just you know it rubs off on everyone. So I, I feel like the I feel like the person, the leader in the locker room, is going to lead the Bengals through those tough times, whereas the Ravens are going to need more help, you know. And I feel like the roster. To me it just isn't isn't deep enough to for them to do that. So that's just how I feel about
0: it. It seems like Shamari's asking the question to Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson. You
1: think football is still fun?
0: <laughs> Shamari's saying that football was not fun for Lamar Jackson last year and that he needs to uh, maintain a positive attitude. And I, I see that. You no, know, I'm not gonna pretend like I haven't been the body language police for other players that play for my teams. Julius Randall. Um uh, or other others in other sports as well. So you know, you know, hobby buyers. Um. So yeah, I, I, that's not nothing. I, I agree with that. And you do wonder again now that you have this contract thing, and who knows? Maybe by the time we're recording this, this thing gets hammered out. But with this contract thing hanging over, you know, does that play a factor into this as well? It, it's a, it's a fair question for sure. Um, I think with the rest of this division, Pittsburgh, I just. I know Mike Tomlin's n- never had a losing season, which is still insane for as long as he's been coaching. I, 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 Trubisky's just not a player to me, so I, I'm, I'm out on him. So it's hard for me to really see much for the Steelers, even though I love their defense. And um, Najee Harris better have a good season because he was my first pick in fantasy football this year. So uh, no, and, and, they, and I tell you what, Shamari, this George Pickens guy, <laughs> this, this guy is a monster.
1: <laughs> George okay? is a stud, yo.
0: Yeah, this guy, you know, already looking like to steal the NFL draft, getting him in the second round. So yeah. the cup is not bare. It just might not be any – it might not turn into much this season. Like it, it, maybe they win nine games. Maybe they sneak into a playoff spot, whether it's Trubisky or whether it's uh, it's Pickett at some point. But I don't think really we'll know what this team is moving forward really until – next season next season i think you'll say okay the defense is good but maybe getting a little older and now these young offensive talented players they got deontay johnson claypool fryer moose pickens naji with some quarterback let's say it's Pickett now year two he looks like a guy now you're saying okay Steelers this year you should go deep this uh you know this season I-, I think that probably you're saying uh it's more of a let's see what we got kind of year Browns, I don't think there's really much to talk about until Deshaun comes back, and he's coming back too late, I think, to really make a difference. We talked about that a bunch on the podcast a couple day, a weeks ago when the suspension came out. Um, let's get over to the AFC East real quick. So we spoke about the Bills at the top of the show. They obviously come in as big favorites in the East. Um, there's some optimism that these other teams, though, are at least ready to turn the corner, if not, you know, challenge the Bills for the AFC East crown. So uh, there's real hope that with Tyreek Hill and the revamped offense of the Mike McDaniel, that the Dolphins uh, could make it back to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Um, There's hope that the Jets, uh, with them adding more weapons around Zach Wilson, that they maybe could make another jump. They shore up up their, uh, their historically bad defense last year. I mean, their defense was just abominable. They gave up 40 points, I think, three times last year. Uh, they shore up that defense through free agency through the draft. So there's hope that maybe the jets can turn the corner, maybe get their first winning season since 2015 when they went 10 and six. Oh my God, that's crazy. That was that long ago. Uh, and the playoff droughts even longer. They have been in the playoffs since 2010. And then look, the Patriots, I think there is some anxiety about what the hell's going on with the offensive staff. You got, you know, the clown, Joe judge, you got the other clown, Matt Patricia there, but you still got Mac Jones, who had a very impressive rookie season, and you hope that he can show that he is that franchise guy, that true heir apparent to Tom Brady in his second year. So, Sham, which one of these teams, uh, you know, let's take the Bills out of this for a second. We talked about the Bills for a lot. I'm not necessarily asking which one of these teams will have the best season because I think the expectations for all these teams are different. So I don't want to say, you know, well, the Jets will have the best season, but that, means, that might not mean they have a better record than the Dolphins, let's say, or even the Patriots. But which of these teams do you think should be most excited about heading into heading in the right direction this season after the season's over? Like, which team, which team can, look can look back at this back season and say, okay, okay, given what we wanted to do, given what the expectations were, we should be really good about what happened this year?
1: Um, hmm. I mean... I mean of course, you know, of course we're from New York, we follow the Jets. Uh you know, you want to say the Jets, I would like to say the Jets. I think it could be the Jets. It all it's all hinges on Zach Wilson for me um on his mindset. I mean, I'm going to say Miami. Um I mean their roster is just uh got quite the boost uh this off season. Um and they got a new coach um uh, what's his name? Mike McDaniel is that his yeah, name? Yeah, Mike Yeah, Mike
0: McDaniel from San Francisco. Yeah, he was yeah
1: from was San, San Francisco. Um, so you know, and you know they got they got a bunch of new talent. Of course, Tyreek Hill. Right, you know, they got uh, Raheem Mostert. They already have Jalen Waddle. Um, they already have Gasicki. You know, so they got they got guys right. They got Cedric Wilson as well. Um, Taren, mean, Taren,
0: got, Taren, Taren Armstrong in the offensive of line was a really big pickup too because they had such right, trouble yeah. protecting. And now exactly. you get one of the best tackles in the NFL. as a big move.
1: Yeah. So I mean, and um, so we'll see, right? I mean, we'll see how good uh, Miami is, but they have a lot to be to be excited about in uh, South Beach. So I'm I'm gonna be looking at them as as a team to watch. Yeah,
0: it pains me to say because I I you know I'm a you know Jeff fan here, and I hate everybody in the AFCs <laughs> like that. Like my hatred for these teams runs so deep. It's hard to say nice things about them, but uh, I'm not. This is a podcast, not about me uh, being a Jeff fan and hating the rest of these scenes, About you know being a sports fan and a sports analyst, or I don't even like saying that word, but just a sports enthusiast trying to be objective here. And I would agree. I think it's the Dolphins. I'm not necessarily. I don't know if I feel like all these teams won't nearly have the amount of success that they hope that they have. But I don't know if they all will have bad se- – well, I think the Patriots will have a bad season. I'm, I, I think the Pats are cooked. I'll get to them in a second. I don't know if the Jets and Dolphins will have, like, the big leaps that people are expecting. So if you're a Jets fan, you're thinking, oh, we win eight games, nine games, and fight for a playoff spot. I, I don't think that's going to happen. If you're the Dolphins, it's, oh, we win 10 or 11, and we're solidly in the playoffs. I, I don't think that's the case. I think that um, both of those teams, they make strides, they make improvements, but I don't know if they're necessarily – you know, hit the the high ceiling for what those teams expect. But I do think the Dolphins, you look at this season, and it, to me, it's almost like I can't lose in a weird way because the the roster is, I was going to say great, maybe that's too far. It's at the very least very good. <laughs> I mean, Tyreek Hill and Waddle, even with Cedric Wilson in there as well, I mean, that's a really good receiving core. I just mentioned uh, Taron Armstead and Connor Williams, those additions on the line, really good additions to the offensive line, which desperately needed it. Uh, you know, I don't know the Tony Michelle thing didn't work. I know he got cut. Uh, Chase Edmonds, though, you talked about Raheem Mercer. He, he that guy never say healthy, but whenever he's healthy, he's great. Um, Chase Edmonds is a good player, though. On and the defense has been great for years. You know, they got plenty of good players on that side of the ball. Byron Jones and, and Xavier, Xavier Howard, you know, maybe the best corner tandem in the NFL. Uh, so they got they got Jims and Joes. It's all about what the quarterback's gonna do. And I really can't tell you what I feel about Tua. I, I don't really know. Like I, I, we have not seen to me seen enough of Tua to say whether for sure. Oh yeah, he's definitely gonna make this great leap that people are expecting. And I don't think we've seen him under the right circumstances to make that a statement too. Because it's not necessarily always just been his underwhelming play. Which yes, at times he's been very underwhelming. I mean, he's also had like just games where he's had no protection, just like an offensive line that like just made the Jets' offensive line look good at times. I mean, just. Such poor play up front that he, the quarterback didn't have a chance. I mean, he got killed early in the pretty much early in the season and it took him out for most of the year because, you know, they couldn't protect him in week one and week two. So with two he's really kind of just like a blank slate. Like I don't really know what to make of him. But my thing is all right, if he's not that great, you go into the market of trying to find a QB, and you know, there was a time where QBs were like impossible to trade for or find in free agency or things like that. That's kinda not the case anymore. Like we've seen now big name quarterbacks pretty much every year now get traded. There was a stretch and I, I talked about it a bunch on our podcast and on other content I've done where there was a stretch where there was like six, seven years where no good quarterback became available via trade or free agency in a row. Because everybody was everybody so was scared, scared that the guy mm-hmm. that they if they lost the guy they got, they would never get another good guy. So nobody was nobody was giving up on the guys that they had. They wouldn't give up until the guy was actually cooked. Like, when Watson knew r was absolutely cooked, like, then they got rid of him. But, like, you didn't have guys who could still play. Guys like Cousins, guys like Stafford, guys like Russell Wilson. Uh, You you didn't have guys like that. You know, Tom Brady, obviously. You didn't have guys like that changing teams. So, Miami, I think they'll have a good quarterback next year. Either it'll be Tua Tungvaluwa. He would have proven he's a good quarterback. Or it'll be some other guy that comes available through trade, through free agency, and then they go out with him. But I think you'll see a Dolphins team that's way more explosive, um, way more talented, and I think you'll say, "Okay, we're pointing in the right direction. We just now, hopefully, they'll have an answer of what the quarterback situation is, whether it's be we keep Tua or we trade for someone else." I don't think they're going to be positioned to draft a guy because I think that they're going to be too good to get like a number two or number three pick. Now, this is a draft I think that will have a lot of options, so maybe they don't have to get that high. But I don't know. If you out to if you watch Week One of the college football season. You might want to, you might need to get in the top three to get one of the top three quarterbacks in this draft. Let me just say that. Uh, so I think the Dolphins are in for a, a, a season of optimism, but I don't know about Tua. I think with the Jets, I want to believe in Zach, but I I, I just gotta see it before I really <laughs> buy in. Right? You know, I just I just have to see it. I can't sit here and just say, "Yo, he's gonna be great." Like I just feel like I don't know anybody saying that. I just think that they're like lying to themselves, like or they're just hoping against hope. I'm not saying that he can't be because I'm rooting for Zach and I think he has a lot of talent. But he was just bad last year. And I don't think there's really, and some people have tried to sugarcoat, well, when he came back from knee injury last year, he played a little better. And it's like, again, and we talked about it before, I I thought he had one legitimately great game against Tampa. I thought those other games they played that they won and some of them they lost, I thought he was like okay to like still bad. Like, I think maybe he was okay against Jacksonville, he was okay against. Maybe you say was okay against Houston. I don't think he was good in that game. They won. I think he was terrible against Buffalo. I think he was terrible against some of those other teams down the stretch. So like, as long as he is like just like still like a project, like the Jets aren't going anywhere. So it's kind of hard. Now I think you'll see much better defensive play. I think you'll see Elijah Moore break out as just a just a stud. And I think and I'm a little worried about Brees Hall because I'm not sure about this offensive line, but I think. Maybe by the end of the season, you'll see. Okay, Brees Hall is legit RB one, and I think Michael Carter is a really good running back too. I think they'll be a great tandem. But I think it's it's hard to really just say, oh, they'll have great expectations and a great season. When I just I don't have any faith that Wilson's going to be that guy. And I've got to be honest with myself. You know, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I just have, I've seen nothing. There's not one thing I've seen from him that makes me think that this guy is the Jets quarterback of the future. And that's and that's terrifying because I'm like, here, are we are we going to be in the, you know, Anthony Richardson sweepstakes at the end of this season again? Like, <laughs> I don't
1: want to go through this again. Right, hey, EJ, what do you think of of Salah as well as in his growth? In not to turn this into a Jets.
0: Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think. Yeah, to me, I mean, Salah, I thought, I thought Salah started the year very rough. I thought mm-hmm. that his demeanor on the sidelines was stoic to the point of almost comatose right. like it was very odd mm-hmm. especially for a guy who is known as being this fiery guy and when your team is just they're, just they're just getting their ass kicked every week and like you're just not even like saying anything or doing anything on the sidelines i don't know how you expect like your team to show any fire or show any energy or show any mm-hmm. uh, uh sense of urgency so yeah. i i thought he got better as year went on um i thought that the offensive play one got a lot better. And I don't know how much he had to do with LaFleur's improvement, but LaFleur improved greatly throughout the season. And mm. I-, I thought Salah by the end of the year, I felt a lot better. I felt like, okay, this is a guy that I definitely can see being a good NFL head coach. I don't think he was one last year, but it doesn't mean he, I don't think he can be one still. Like I-, I have, let me say, let me make this very clear. I have way more faith that, Je- that Robert Salah could absolutely be the Jets' Long-term head coach, and I do that. Zach Wilson could be just a long-term quarterback. I agree with that as
1: well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I agree with that as well. Wilson, he just has to show, he has to show something. And, and look, I'm not grading him necessarily on this scale. But whenever, like you said, people are making those excuses, and I'm just like, well, I mean, look at what Barrow did. Even in his first year, when they weren't winning, yeah, they were losing a lot that year, and he had a lot of trouble, and he got hurt. You can still see, like, you there's something special with this right now. Absolutely. And it was was indisputable. With Zach, you saw a potential, complete potential train wreck that could never go anywhere, potentially. Or it could be great. I don't know. But, you know, so it's just, you you just haven't seen it yet, except for like literally like a couple plays. Not even, I wouldn't even, people give whole games. I mean, I give them like a few plays of where you're like, oh, you know, but Yeah, to me, like the Tennessee game in week.
0: Whatever three, I think it was three or four. Yeah, the
1: Tampa game
0: in the to Tampa Bay, the Tampa game. You could say, okay, that looks like a guy that could be a star quarterback. There's no other game in the season that he looked like that.
1: There's none. Like if you're so, telling me it's more than two games, yeah. you're lying. Yeah, it's just it's it's so we, I don't know. I gotta see it. That preseason, of course, before he got injured, didn't look good. So you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, and quickly on the Pats, I just I'm just I I'm just. I think the Pats are cooked. And it has nothing to do with Mac Jones. I just think that, like I've said before, I said this on CBS West Radio a couple weeks ago, I think the Pats have run out of gimmicks. I think that they've run out of gimmicks. I think they've run out of smoke and mirrors. And that's why you're seeing this, oh, we don't have an offensive coordinator thing that they're doing. And, oh, don't worry. The guy that was a special teams coach and the guy that was a defensive coordinator, they definitely know what they're doing in developing a young, promising quarterback. Like, they're just doing stuff that I, I think that they're throwing stuff against the wall and seeing if it sticks at this point. And I think Bill Belichick's doing a disservice to Mac Jones because I was someone who was not high on Mac Jones coming out of the draft. I thought the kid played pretty damn great considering like what I expected from him. And I think even beyond that, I just think as a rookie quarterback, he had a really great season. And you lose a very very good offensive coordinator in Josh P. Daniels. and like. They just replaced them with Bozos. Like I'm like I don't know what they're doing over there.
1: <laughs> and
0: you know, they they lose uh they, they lose, you know, some important offensive linemen. You know, Shaq uh uh Shaq Moses goes to um to uh, what's the name to New England and like they don't replace him with anybody. They they sign Cole Strain, a guy who's like a top five hundred prospect and they, they, they drafted him in uh in basically the first round the NBA draft Shaq Mason, sorry, was the name I had, um, who went to Tampa Bay. They play some with Cole Strange. I don't know if this guy can play. Uh, yeah, JC Jackson leaves. They don't. They play some Malcolm Butler, who hasn't. You no, know, Malcolm Butler. Like, what year is it? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just. I see a team that's spinning its wheels that doesn't know what the hell it's doing. And I think the I think the Pats are in for a rough year. I think this is going to be the first losing season Belichick's had in a long time. I don't know when the last time he had a losing season, but it, it, this is going to be the next one. I think Mac will play fine. I think that there will be a, a good team, but there's just too many. There's too much unorthodox, too much weird stuff going on. Hopefully this will be, I'm not, I'm hoping my case is not, they don't do this, but hopefully this will be a reset for Bill. He'll say, okay, we need to start, we need to reset things. Let's get a real OC in here. Let's get some players in here and let's figure this thing out. Cause you know, he won credit where credit is due. He did a great job last year using all that smoke and mirrors to win. He ain't going to be able to do that again. Um, The schedule gets harder this year. I think that you're going to see a much different Patriots team this season.
1: Yeah, the Pats, um, I think it's going to be a little harder for for them as well, uh, for Mac in particular. I mean, <laughs> like he was saying, I mean, I'm not really sure what they're going for. I mean, they lost McDaniels. We don't know what's going on with their offense uh, this year. Um, I don't think they had a stellar draft. I don't think we'll so at all. You know, we'll see <laughs> how these guys end up. But I'm not – it's not looking too good uh, for the Pats in terms – I mean – but but Mac looked good last year. You know, he looked good. He looked reliable. And he looked like he was in the zone uh, a lot of the time last year, which I think – and he made the Pro Bowl. I mean, he, he had a very good year. Um. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how they do, um, but you know, I don't know. I mean, we just gotta wait and see. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and, and like one of the picks that did look good early was Tyquan Thornton from Baylor, the guy right. who ran that insane forty. Yeah, uh, but then he got hurt. You know, he broke his collarbone, and he's gonna be gone now. So that's a weapon that Mac was gonna have that he doesn't have anymore. So yeah. AFC is a very it's a very interesting division. I don't, I wouldn't say it's a good division or that it's even going to be very suspenseful. But I just feel like every team in it kind of has a lot to prove this year, even though they all have totally different expectations, which I think is very interesting. Um, Let's quickly wrap up the AFC with maybe, I think, sorry to people who love these teams in this division, but I think it is uh, the most unheralded division this year, maybe in all of football, the AFC South. Um, It's probably the only division in the league without a team with, what most people would perceive as legit Super Bowl aspirations. The Titans did finish last season um, as a first overall seed in the AFC, and they do have uh, Derek Henry coming back, but they just lost Harold Landry, their top-notch pass rusher, who they re-signed this year. They lost him for the season, so he's, go- he's done. And, um, and you know, they lost A.J. Brown as well. So we'll see what the Titans are this year. The Colts dumped Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan uh so now there's a ton of pressure on head coach frank Reich to get that situation going in the right direction uh the jacksonville jaguars are hoping doug peterson and some of the new weapons that they got can undo the damage one season of playing under urban meyer did to trevor lawrence and then the texans are well the texans so we'll see how uh, their season goes Sham, i, I want to start this conversation quickly on just the titans I, do you feel like their super bowl window is closed because for me I look at a team and I know there are some people who never believe in them. And I understand why, right? You don't believe in Tannehill. You don't believe in how they play, whatever. But they had a really talented team. They've had a really talented team. And it felt like they were a legit Super Bowl contender. It just feels like this year coming into this t- season, even if, even if you want to finagle that they may still have the most talent in the division, I just don't think anybody can look at them realistically and say, this team can go to the Super Bowl. You know, Tannehill... Looked just shook in that playoff game. And I I just thought even throughout the season, he played fine, but, you know, nothing spectacular. I just thought he maybe took a little bit of a step back than the the way he played the year before. Uh, No real big acquisitions to speak about this offseason. The guys that they resigned, again, just now is out for the year and Landry. So, like, I don't really know. I don't know. I just don't feel really great about this. I know they brought Robert Woods in. Hopefully he can he can be healthy. He's a replacement for AJ Brown, he replacing a young, athletic guy who's not held, not hurt with a guy who's older and who was hurt. So I don't feel great about that switch. They did replace you know Julio Jones with you know Traylon Burks. Uh, that's a young, athletic guy for an old, broken down guy. So maybe maybe the you know maybe the trade actually ends up being not as bad when you think about that. But uh, I don't know. I I'm just I just can't really look at the titans as a serious team which we have had for the last two
1: years do you agree um i mean i would agree in so much as definitely not as as serious as we would the last few years definitely not i think just i think just 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 tangibly just in terms of who they have like their depth chart <laughs> you know um though one thing i will say and but though of course we're talking about this year but malik willis looks really good so that's oh, yeah.
0: Thing. I know. Yeah, it may not be for this year, guys, but, you know, but Willis,
1: he looks, looks like the real deal. He looks really good. He looks like someone that, you know, even if you're in Tennessee and you're looking at this year, you're like, I don't know. You maybe look at next year and say, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, who are we going to draft next year? What kind of guys are we going to assign next year? You know, because it looks like their quarterback position may be set. Um, so, th- so. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill is looking yeah. a lot like Jimmy J- Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he's having that. He has a Garoppolo <laughs> kind. Of.
0: This is looking like a Jimmy Garoppolo leader. but
1: he's not nearly as as nice as Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of being no. being willing to help Malik Willis. So, um, so yeah, that's that's interesting. But um, but yeah, the Tennessee just isn't in as as good of a position um, as they were last year. Um, uh, I do think this division is more interesting than it was last year, just in general. Um, you know, Jacksonville. This is Lawrence's second year, and they have an actual coach.
0: <laughs> of yeah, course, a, a, you know, yeah, a guy who's
1: just not an absolute clown. Not just you know in bars, a, respect- a respectable man. <laughs> you know, which I'm not a, even dec- going a decent to human. <laughs> I'm not even going to go down the rabbit hole of everything that go happened in Jacksonville last year. You know, so, that, so they in have... In my opinion, uh, that sucked. <laughs> you know, they have some kind of, like, structure, you know, so we could actually see Lawrence develop. Um, of course, we have ETN back, and you've got Christian Kirk and all those... Zay Jones and all those guys. So we'll see what happens with Jacksonville, right? I, I, th- I think they'll have a better year. I think they'll win some games and be taken, like... Like, when you see them on the, on the schedule... You don't just automatically think W. I feel like they'll be looked at similar to how the Colts were looked at last year. Where it's like we gotta prepare for these guys. Right? It isn't just a W, you know. Um and I tell
0: you what about Jacksonville? Like yeah. like they, they they were a nightmare offensively. They had some really good defensive performances last year. They did, and they had yeah. they added Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd. Two guys I Exactly yeah. I wasn't crazy about Walker, but he looks really good in right. like preseason. Like he looks like he's the dude. And and I love Devin Lloyd coming out of the draft. So you had those two guys with defense that you know wasn't completely hapless. You may have something there, you know. And and the yeah. offense they they added a, a ton of weapons. You know, uh, Christian exactly. Kirk. Uh, they added um, you know and you know, now to bring back Trevor uh, Travis Etienne who yep. didn't play at all last year. I'm not sure about Evan Ingram. That guy he was he was he just he's got all the physical tools, but he just didn't have it with the Giants for whatever reason. Uh, maybe he figured it out in, in, in um, in Jacksonville, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I agree. I don't think Jacksonville be the necessarily the doormat that they were. And I, I think that even some of the stuff we are seeing in preseason, I feel like Lawrence looks more like the guy we thought he was
1: going to look like last year. I, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. He's, um, he's getting
0: actually competent coaching finally. So that'll help.
1: Yeah. And he, and Houston surprised some people last year as well. I mean, um, you know what's his name, Davis Lovey, Mills. Yeah,
0: Lovey Smith's now a new coach.
1: Lovey Smith. I mean, they got Damian Pierce now as well. And which, uh, I, you know, Of course, I know what he's capable of. He's very good, run very solid running back, reliable. I mean, they. I mean, they have they have guys. They have guys that they, <laughs> that it's in the NFL, right? All these guys are talented. They have guys that can that can produce. And Davis Mills is better than I thought he would be. So. Yeah,
0: no. Davis Mills is a is a decent player, and I like. I I thought that the Texans had a pretty good draft. Um, I Stingley so Stingley yeah. is just. Uh, I mean, he's just everything you ask for in terms of the the physical attributes for a corner. Um, and I like Jalen Petrie from Baylor. I thought that that was a good second round pick. Right. Uh, I don't know if Mechie sees the field, but uh, I thought that Christian Harris was a good pick in the third round. You mentioned. Pierce like they they like they did like you know who knows we never know whenever ever knows for sure but I like watching their draft I remember thinking like yo they're getting some decent play, decent players here so uh we'll see it's funny the team we didn't talk about was the team I think you know should be favored I think it's the Colts you know Matt mm-hmm. Ryan I thought he Matt Ryan had kind of a underrated decent season last year on a Falcons team that was not as bad as people I think remember like they won seven games you know they weren't like some crazy train wreck like they were a decent respectable team he had some really good games Mm -hmm. and I'm not necessarily sure like his numbers were a lot better than Carson Wentz's numbers did but I know he won't be so self destructive. Right. There you go. <laughs> you know, that was the thing. Because people will look at Wentz's numbers and like Wentz's numbers were good. And he had some great games. Like people will cap on how good Wentz looked at times last year. Like he he legit looked great at times. Right. But it was the self destructive
1: yeah, plays. A implosion.
0: Just the complete implosions that were happening in times where you just can't have them happen that they had to move on. They're like, we can't have a quarterback that we're just waiting for him to screw this up you're just waiting it's gonna happen it's, it's inevitable and and they couldn't have that and matt ryan again not a superstar at this point in his career again I, don't, I can't even tell you if his numbers will be better than carson Wentz, but i know he'll play much more even football i mean that's really all this team needs because this is again i don't think any of these teams have super bowl aspirations but this is a this is a talented roster you know they had the best running back in the, in the nfl in jonathan uh jonathan taylor and you know Michael Pittman Jr., really good wide receiver. Paris Campbell, solid. Off the line is really good. Uh, the defense, it kind of fell apart last year at the end of the year, but they still got a lot of good players. They added Stefan Gilmore. Receive. He's got anything left in the tank. But you know, DeForest Buckner is still one of the best interior linemen in the league. Uh, Yannick and Gakway now is on this defense, so they got they got players. Darius Leonard. We'll see uh, how how he is this year. I know he's been dealing with injuries, but the Colts got talent. I think that they, I think they're they the most talented team in the division. Uh, they got to have a better year this year because if not, Frank Reich will be gone, and that's unfortunate because I, I like Frank Reich. I think that he's a really good. I think he's a really good coach. I don't mm-hmm. think he could have survived what Wentz was doing to him last year. <laughs> I don't think any coach could have. So I don't really blame him that much for that. But now he's in a make or break year, and he's got a 37 year old QB. So that's that. That comes with a lot of risk. So we'll see how things go in that division. Let's move over to the NFC though. Let's start with the division that you care most about, Shams, that's the NFC North. So the Green Bay Packers had an eventful offseason, but not necessarily in the best ways. Uh, They do remain the favorites in NFC North for most, but they did lose Devontae Adams and had to deal with a frustrated Aaron Rodgers who could not understand why his receivers were dropping the ball and didn't know the plays as they were trying to get ready for this upcoming NFL season. Meanwhile, some are wondering if Kevin O'Connell and the minnesota vikings and that talented roster could they be a sleeper team and a surprise winner in this division the lions are featured in hard knocks so we got to see inside look at them they look to be building a foundation for a resilient group a feisty group even though they may seem like they're years away and the bears they have a new regime new head coach new front office they've gotten rid of some really key pieces no robinson no mac those are two linchpin guys for that franchise they're now gone and now it's all on Justin Fields, and we'll see how his sophomore campaign goes after a rookie season that saw some decent flashes, but some also some some uneven play to say the least. So, I mean, simple question, Shamari. from a Packers fan standpoint, like, do you feel like you have anything to worry about in this division? I want to know how Packer Nation feels coming into this year, seeing these other teams, seeing what you guys have gone through, and I think you guys do have legit anxiety about some of the things going on with the receivers and wondering if you know they all get on the same page but like do you feel like it's going to be a point where any of these teams into the, the division strike any real fear or become a real challenge
1: um not really i mean the the vikings are are and it's kind of i wouldn't necessarily say it's the same thing every year but the vikings are kind of the only team where you're like okay we gotta keep an eye on them right um but I mean, the Lions and Bears—I mean, they're just—they're just not there yet. The um, Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, you know, like the Bears don't want to help Justin Fields. You know, we, of course, we've had conversations, conversations about this. I don't know what, you know, kind of conspiracies going on in Chicago, but they seem to be dead set on making sure he has no help. Um, so I'm not too concerned about Chicago. Um uh, and Detroit, I mean they're trying to do something, but they just they just don't have the pieces yet. So I'm not I'm not too concerned. We're still more talented in terms of Green Bay is more talented than both of those teams. And Minnesota, I mean they have good very good skilled players. Um but I feel like they're they're gonna go as far as as quite frankly, Kirk will take them and Aldi's gonna take them that far. Mm-hmm. So So I, you know, and and ultimately, I mean, I think we have the best, you know, what some people would say is the best player in the most important position in the NFL, which is Aaron Rodgers, and he is still who he is, right? Like, he's still crazy talented, and, you know, the only issue is who's he throwing to. Now, that's kind of been the biggest problem. Um, I mean, we just have – we drafted some guys, right? I mean, we got – christian watson romeo dobbs who looks uh who looks fantastic yeah um you know to be honest um but we i mean we're looking at everybody else we're kind of like okay we got i mean we got lazard i mean we got sammy watkins and it's like okay i mean you got the courts
0: of randall cobb still there
1: yeah yeah well (laughs) yeah you know we got randall cobb and this is amara rogers and it's like all right i mean I mean, we, we, it's kind of just kind of hobbled together. So it's like, we got to see what we can do with this. You know, Devontae's not walking through that door no more. So, um, you know, of course, we lost um, uh, the homie to the Vikings. I don't know why I'm forgetting his name. The um, line, uh, um, edge rusher. Um, uh, Zadarius Smith. There we go. Um, you know, of course, we lost Zadarius Smith um, to the Vikings. So... Um, so yeah, it's not, you know, we're, we're not in an ideal position, but, um, but yeah, this is, uh, you know, I, I think we're still in a pretty good spot. We're not, we're, you know, we're not like completely lost. This is not all is lost, but it's definitely not as secure as it was before.
0: Yeah. I, I tend to, I'm going to say that do they have something to worry about? Yes. I think they do have to worry about the Vikings, uh, I don't think the Lions are a factor. They're a fun team. I think that they're kind of. I think the Lions are kind of low key, like America's team this year. <laughs> like I know technically the Cowboys are America's team, but I think nobody feels threatened by the Lions. I think everyone just, besides maybe the people in the NFC North, of course. I know you aren't. are you're not rooting for the Lions, and neither the Vikings or, <laughs> uh, or or Bears fans. But I think everyone else is like, oh, hopefully those plucky Lions, like you know, start to turn it around. Like everybody likes their coach and. They seem to have, like, a a group of guys that are very likable, that are hardworking. So, you know, they kind of become America's team, and I I like that. I think that's cool. I just don't think that they have really a good football team right now. I think that they're still a team that's looking towards, you know, the bottom of the NFC when it comes to the standings. The Bears are just not worth really mentioning. Their defense was actually pretty good last year, but they just lost Khalil Mack. Roquan Smith wants nothing to do with them. He's still in the roster, so I guess he'll have to just suck it up. But uh, we'll have to see, I guess, kind of what happened with their, their offense. They didn't really do anything to improve their offense, which was, as Shumari mentioned, kind of egregious. They did bring in By- Byron Pringle. That's not enough to me to make me really excited. Um, you know, Donald Moody had a really good year last year, so we'll see if him and Justin Fields can continue the connection that they had. But Bears, not really a factor. The Vikings are a real team. Um... I think there was so much bad juju around the Zimmer era by the end of it that it just prevented them from playing anywhere near their potential. Like when you look at their team, I don't know how you look at the team and say, "Okay, this." I what was their record last year? Like, uh, I I don't have it in front of me, but whatever their record was, like I don't know. How you look at their record and say, "Oh, they were eight win team last year." Like I don't see eight win roster. Like I don't know a team with. You no, know, Thielen was banged up a little bit, but, you know, Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne are your wide receivers. Dalvin Cook is your running back. I'm not here to bash Kirk Cousins. He, he's a good quarterback. He's playing at QB. They got the defensive player that they got, and the best you could do was eight wins. And, like, you were just really like, not even really in the playoff picture. Like, that was a, a terrible season for the Vikings. I almost get the feeling that just anybody else but Zimmer and that coaching staff being there means that they're now a problem. I really I know I gotta see what's gonna happen with uh uh Anthony Andrew Booth. I know he got hurt in training camp, but early on there was the word was that Andrew Booth, the second round pick, looked like a real player at corner. Uh Louis Sean from Georgia, a little more raw, but he's playing safety and, and, and now that defense, which was up and down last year, they add some young players to it and if they could just stay healthy. I think that they're a challenge. I think the I think the Packers will have some growing pains with these receivers. Their defense will help them kind of get past it. The Packers have an excellent defense. But I think there's still going to be some growing pains on offense. Now allow the Vikings to hang in there. I think this is going to be a very good division race.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, it'll be – well, I think there's going to be a lot of weeks – you know this you know this this season where i'm going to be kind of scratching my head like what's going on what are we doing i'm gonna be looking at um you know i'm gonna be looking at uh geez why am i headed forgetting our coach's name Oh, uh, Lafleur. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be looking at Lafleur, saying what are we doing Lafleur? you know we gotta do something about this uh you know so so i mean we'll see how things go um you know, we our special teams. We got rid of uh, jeez, uh, our special teams coach. Thank goodness we got rid of that guy. So, <laughs> you, know, you know, hopefully
0: the yeah, special team. Uh, Basachi is now like the most highest paid special teams coach in history of football.
1: Yeah, there you go. Right. I mean, Basachi. I mean, our special teams. If if nothing else, our special teams should be solid, or we shouldn't be losing any games, uh, for several weeks on end because of that, of <laughs> that alone. So at least I know that's not going to be driving me crazy. But um, but yeah. So so I don't know. I I, I think I think it will have to grow, like you said. But I, I I'm not too concerned still. I, I think I think we'll still win the division pretty handily.
0: Let's get to the NFC North. A, a lot of drama encapsulated the Buccaneers' off season. You had Tom Brady retiring. Then you had Bruce Arians retiring. Then you had Tom Brady unretiring. Then you had a lot of the losses on the offensive line through free agency, injury, and retirement. Then Tom Brady disappeared for 11 days. Then he came back with a weird face. And it's just a lot, a lot of questions about what the hell's going on with him. Uh, but they still appear to be the most talented group, despite all those issues that the Buccaneers appear to be dealing with. You do have the Saints. They lost Sean Payton. You have Dennis Allen. He ran the defense that had been elite for the last few years. He's not the head coach. His first last head coaching go-around was a just abomination with the Raiders. But... He's getting a second crack now with the Saints. You also got Michael Thomas back as well. He was one of the elite receivers in the league before he went out with an injury. You got the Panthers launching the Baker Mayfield experiment with Matt Rule in his possible last chance as a head coach. And you got the Falcons um, in a little bit of a rebuilding year. But you do have Kyle Pitts. You do have now Ricky Drake London. You look to see if that maybe is your passing duo of the future. Certainly two physical specimens now. running routes for the atlanta falcons there on the bucks Sham? do you feel like all the adversity will finally catch up to the bucks and brady this year
1: um honestly i mean I, i not not really i feel like there's there's still gonna be uh the bucks um just one one important catalyst though is Gronk still there? I, I forget. No, 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 the he has gone. He's retired. Technically,
0: technically, he's retired. Though every other week, Drew Rosenhaus keeps saying, "Oh, if you convince him enough, he will come back." And then Gronk has to come out and say, "I'm not coming back." So I don't know what the hell that's about. Mm-hmm. But no, he's not. He's gone right now.
1: Yeah. So Gronk is gone. That'll be a wrinkle for Brady. Well, you know, we'll see how that goes. But but no, I I think he's I think he's still pretty set. I, I don't. I'm not too concerned about the Bucks in terms of whether. Uh, they'll still be the team, uh, for this division. Um, you know, I don't, you know, I've said before, um, you know, to you, of course, I, am not the biggest Baker guy. I don't believe in Baker like that in terms of like, Oh, Baker is going to lead this team to, you know, really anything. I mean, I, I, don't know. I just don't, I haven't seen it in Cleveland. I don't see it in Carolina. I mean, we'll see how it works with Matt Rule, but but I don't think that's gonna. I don't think much is gonna happen there. Um, the Saints are interesting. I mean, I, I'm interested to see what New Orleans does. That I'll say. I mean, they have Olave. Um, you know, of course, we saw what happened with Jameis last year. Very sad to see him get hurt the way he did, but I mean, he'll he's you know. Um, yeah, they were five and two with him healthy. They were five and two. He was playing, right? Mm-hmm. He was playing. He didn't look bad. When he was playing, it's not like he was, you know, a detriment or anything. He was leading that team. So I'm curious to see what New Orleans does. I think they can win a decent amount of games. I think they can still be a good team. Um, and they still have very good players, uh, both on offense and defense. So, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. But for me, the team is still the Bucs. Um, and the Falcons just still have a lot of growing to do. And I don't know what their quarterback situation is. So I, I feel like they're just going to be vying for the draft next year. I think the Bucks are the team to look at for this division.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's the Bucks. I, I don't think they're as good though as, you know, these other recent Brady teams. I, I think that you still got Mike Evans and Godwin, we'll see if he's healthy coming back from injury. Uh but we've seen that. And I think, you know, Brady and Fournette and defense lost some guys, but they 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 got enough of a decent core that I think that they'll be mostly fine. I think this is a good Bucks team. I don't think it's a great Bucks team. I don't think this is a team that I look at and say this is a team that definitely is going back to the Super Bowl or contending for a Super Bowl. I think they're a good team that probably should still win the division, but uh, probably a step below the Rams and the Packers um, and maybe maybe even the Eagles. I don't know. I, 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 the offensive line stuff scares me a little bit because when Brady mm-hmm. has struggled in the past, it's been when people can get at him. And this is a division that has pass runs. This is a division that can get after the quarterback. So, I think they're going to have some trouble with that. I think that's going to be something to follow for this year. Uh, I think the Panthers will be okay. I think Baker will play fine. I just don't know if it will be enough to make the playoffs. They're in a division that I think probably has two playoff teams. We'll talk about our playoff picks soon here. Um, So, now it's like, okay, do I think they're going to get three? I, I find that unlikely. I think Baker will play fine, but... I just feel like it's a roster that's out on Matt Rule. Like I'll be honest, I think Baker going to Baker was the right move for them. I think that there's any chance to somehow make this Matt Rule thing work. Like they needed a new like voice and face of the locker room. Like the players, I think, were just checked out of Matt Rule by the end of the last season. I don't think he really he should have been retained to be honest. So like they were dead on arrival with Sam Darnold coming back this year. There was no chance they were going to be competitive. This with Baker and him in a chip on his shoulder and him wanting something to prove, I think they're worth paying attention to. I just don't know, you know, Christian McCaffrey has had so many injuries. Like, you know, if he's healthy for 16 games, 17 games, like, okay, I think that they're a team to be reckoning with maybe, but he hasn't done that in years. So I just can't really put much faith in the Panthers. I don't think they'll be better than they were last year. Falcons, uh, you know, they're, they're in the, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson – sweepstakes they're in the uh you know bryce young sweepstakes uh nice team nice little nice they got some nice little players here and there but uh but they they're just not gonna be able to compete with some of these other teams let's uh let's talk about this uh the nfc east uh real quick this is uh oh actually let's get to the west real quick so um this is a super uber competitive division we talked about the rams at the top they're the defending champs they had to beat a division opponent in the NFC Championship game in the San Francisco 49ers to get there. Uh, the Niners switched switching QBs. Now you got Trey Lance, who's starting, though Jimmy Garoppolo is still lingering, which is a little weird. Um, the Cardinals endured a ton of Kyler Murray drama, but he is still back, so they're running it back with him. It's a make-or-break year for Cliff Kingsbury. And the Seahawks, uh, you want to talk about being in the Anthony Richardson, <laughs> Bryce Young sweepstakes. I mean, they're starting Geno Smith at quarterback, so that's pretty much all you can say about them. Uh, the Rams won it all last year. You seem to be confident that that they should be one of the favorites this year. Do you think they should be also be the favorites to win this division?
1: Um. So. alongside uh, here, well. Uh,
0: what's what's going on? What's going through your head?
1: All right, and this is the and this is the NFC East, right?
0: No, this is the, the West, the West.
1: Oh, the NFC West. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, I, yeah. This this is a this is gonna be. I think it's gonna be closer than a lot of people think. I I so so I like Arizona, right? I like Arizona a lot. You do, even with
0: even with the uh the suspension to Hopkins and
1: kyla drama um i do i I think arizona is still a very good team and and they have i i feel like for me that this is a similar situation to baltimore uh you know los angeles the chargers just in terms of can kyla get out of his head right can he lead this team can he be the guy to lead this team to that next level Bring them to that next level of nothing is going to stop us, right? Because Kyler's another one. Anything happens and it's just like, oh, you know, oh, my God. Oh, here we go again. Just kind of rolling his eyes, you know, head towel on the bench. Just, you know, yelling at guys on the sidelines. I see that all the time (laughs) with Kyler. And it's like, dude, you know. So I don't know. So I I had to see that from him. I feel like the Rams got to be the kind of kind of be the front runner, but I'm also looking at San Francisco. I don't know what Trey Lance is going to do. Um, but they have very they have so much talent on that roster. It's just like you know, they could be as good as they want. Um and Shanahan's a fantastic coach. Mm-hmm. But how good is Trey Lance? That's kind of that's kind of where we're going. to be all Cap- that. Yeah. With Garoppolo. And Seattle's kind of in no man's land right now. Um, with with them losing Russ and everything, so, so yeah, I mean, I feel like L.A. has to be, they have to be kind of the front runners for this.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that they're. I, I know I was a little down on L.A. to start the show, but I feel like they're this division. I don't think it's as good as it was last year. I think that they're clear front runners this year. Um, the Lance thing, I, I, you know, it's it's not it's not the same as the Zach Wilson thing. It's not that dire but it is definitely a i just gotta see that he's good before i'm gonna say he's good for me i think that physical tools there looks extremely talented but uh what i've seen from him was ordinary or at best what i've seen him in this preseason and in training camp what i've heard about him it it hasn't really given me much excitement now things could change and he can get better for sure but uh, until i see that he's the guy, I'm not gonna say the 49ers are unseating the Rams for this division, and I think the Cardinals are a dangerous team. I think not in the way you're thinking. I think that we'll see in a couple minutes. I do have them still in the playoffs, but usually in these kind of make or break years with a coach that's on the hot seat, it usually goes one of two ways, and really mostly one way. Either the team really rises up and takes some massive leap, and they go really far, like Tom Coughlin taking the Giants to the Super Bowl. Or, like, the just bottom falls out. Like Again, they just stop listening to the guy. They don't think that the guy really is going to be there much longer. And they, you know, lose 10 games. I think that the Cardinals are in are at risk of that. All this drama in the offseason, I don't think it was good for them. They also have a brutal schedule. Uh, they start the year, Kansas City at home, at Vegas, home against the Rams, at Carolina, home against Philly. Uh, at seattle then thursday night against new orleans and at minnesota that, those are not easy games right. uh, they got the afc west for their afc slate of the calendar and then for the kind of random games in the schedule uh tampa bay is one of them so they they got a tough break there now they got new england for the other one that's i think new england is not that great so i think that they'll be fine there but getting tampa bay is one of your random extra games this year in your schedule uh, well, actually, I lied about that. They they play NFC North as their schedule, so that's not random. Um, so I'm not actually got to see who their random game is besides New England. But I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a pretty tough schedule. I think that it doesn't start good, and what we've seen from Arizona is that they usually start seasons strong and then they fade. Like they don't have wins to just you know rack up to start the year and then kind of survive the end of the year collapse. Like. If they don't, if they, like, they better, they, they coming out with gangbusters to start. If they're not ready to play, they're looking at, you know, three and four, you know, three and three and four, three and five, two and four, like, and this lights out in terms of trying to win this division. So Cardinals scare me. I'm not wasting time with the Seahawks, they, they stink. But uh, I think the Rams are in a good position. I, I think that they'll still win this division. I think that that, in many ways, will help them, you know, have solid positioning. But I'm still a little concerned about the, the health stuff. I think that is a real thing. Let's quickly wrap up with the NFC East. Um I feel like with these these teams, you know, the Cowboys suffering some major losses on the O line just recently. Uh and the departure of Amari Cooper, and then you got the Eagles, they added AJ Brown, they just added CJ Gardner Johnson this week. Uh, they already had a very busy offseason to start and they they're still adding guys. And then there's a the question of whether Jalen Hurts can truly be the guy taken to the promised land. The commanders were a mess. For all things not having to do with football, but their terrible owner and Dan Snyder. Um, but on the football field, they're bringing back a familiar faces division in Carson Wentz, who we talked about earlier. And then you got the New York Giants. Uh, they hope that Brian Dayball and Joe Shane can start to build a foundation for a team that can finally start playing some competitive football. Let's really center the conversation around Dallas and Philly before we get to our picks and get out of here, Sham. A lot of people see Dallas and Philly kind of going opposite directions. It feels like it feels like Dallas is a team that's on the decline. It feels like Philly is kind of ascending. Do you see it that way? And if so, do you think that's kind of how the division goes this year?
1: Um, I do, and yes, so I do see it that way. Though, um, Micah Parsons is is a, is a superstar. Yeah, every
0: time, every time I want to bury the Cowboys, I keep thinking about Parsons.
1: You know, he's a superstar. He's a very, very special player. He he could be as good as he wants to be. If he wants to be one of those greatest ever types, he can. He has a talent. Um. So so we got so that's something that you just can't discount. You know, he's just one of those players where he's just like he could just totally wreck a game. He could change the game. So you know, so we have to see what we have to see how how his how he progresses. Honestly, um, but. But yes, honestly, the Eagles are um, the Eagles are extremely dangerous. You know, of course, I've been following the team very closely. I'm in the Philadelphia area, and I mean, just in, just in the little that I've seen, the little preseason I've seen, this team looks incredible. <laughs> you know, it looks about as good as as good as Philly fans would want them to look. Look about as good as Philly fans would would want the Eagles to look. Uh, and and, and, when, and and in terms of how good is that? It's deep in the playoffs. Good. They look that good. Jalen Hurts looks that zero that zeroed in. He's got he's got and and I've been saying this about Jalen Hurts for a while, but he's got whatever he's got. He, he, like he is, like he's so focused and he is. Very knowledgeable, always say, always of course, saying the right things. Um, not in like such a media train kind of way, but just in terms of like he's a good leader. Yeah, you know, and you can tell that the players, of course, respect him, and that all he's focused on is winning, um, and making sure that he does what he needs to do to make sure that his team is able to win. And there, and the 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 uh, the coaching staff, the organization. Is finally giving him. They're, they're they're giving. They're like, no, we're serious about winning right now. Yeah. And you get tired of these teams that just punt, like the Jets and just punt and it's just okay next draft. Okay, but, you know, is afraid to make big moves, afraid to do things. And no, they just went out. They got defensive monsters and Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis. Yeah. And they're just like, okay, no, we're gonna win right now. We're gonna get Hassan Reddick. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get, uh, you know, Bradbury. We're gonna get all these pieces, yeah. And we're gonna build a team. Gardner Johnson, now on the squad. I think he's a really Johnson. Player. We had Devontae Smith. We have. We're gonna go go out and get AJ Brown. And it's like, you have. What else do you need? You don't need anything else. They don't need anything else. They're ready to win. It's so all about the quarterback. Yeah. It's all. Can Hurts put it together? And. From what I've seen and heard from him, and it also just in seeing his development year to year, yeah, it looks like he can. <laughs> he doesn't look like a guy where it's like like a Daniel Jones where it's like, oh, he's just a mess. It <laughs> seems like just no. He looks like he is he's getting there. You know, it's just a matter of having that comfort. And in the preseason, I know it's a preseason, but he looks like he has no problems whatsoever. Um, yeah, uh, you know, like to, almost surprisingly good. You know, even better than what I would have, you know, expected. So, yeah, the Eagles are poised to do very well. So we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, we're in agreement on this one, man. Uh, I I, I see the Eagles as a team that's really ascending. Um, They have a really deep, really balanced roster. Off the line, solid. Wide receiving core now. Went from a, a big weakness of the team to now a major strength. Yeah. Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. I think Smith is one of the more underrated players in the league. I think Quez Rockins is a three, pretty solid three man yeah. there. They're
1: yeah, very um, good.
0: Your line you got Graham coming back from injury. You just added yep. Jordan Davis. Fletcher Cox is still there. Hargrave, Josh Sweat. You talked about a Reddick. He's gonna be rushing the passer. Um, the 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 secondary, Darius Slay. You know the Eagles yep. have had some really bad luck, like getting big time corners. Not with this guy. Like, he's come in and, like, been better than he was in Detroit. I mean, Slay is a stud. Bradbury, I'm not as crazy. I think he's a little overrated. I'm not going to go crazy about him. But, you know, he's your second corner. That's a good – that's a definitely a good second corner kind of guy. I love the Gardner Johnson move this week. You <laughs> got a squad. It's all about Hurts. And I think, for me, why I'm more willing to buy into Hurts is, one, as you said, they look great in training camp preseason. Like, he looks like they're all hitting on all cylinders. Um, it's year two in the uh, system uh, with their coach, uh, Sirianni. But I think mm-hmm. also if you think about Hertz and I think about him in his college trajectory, like the guy just got better every year, you know, he right. came in to college football and yeah, like he, they, they I think he might have won a championship his freshman year, but a lot of it was like, Oh, but he's not really that good. And he's kind of more a runner and you saw him progressively like get better, get better and get better. And then of course he got taken out of the game and then, Tua came in, they won, and he got benched. And he got benched, but then they he won a big game for them down the stretch that next season. I think he won an SC Championship game for them, uh, Alabama. Then he went to Oklahoma, and he puts on a Heisman C- Trophy caliber season. Yep. Like, he – all the detractors, the, the all of the question marks about his game, he always seems to address them from year to year to year. You don't see Jalen Hurts stay the same guy. He always seems to get better. And he just seems to be the kind of guy that you shouldn't root against, or not root against, but you shouldn't bet against. Rather, is a better word. There you go. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done betting against Dalen Hurts. I, I think that, you know, is he Tom Brady? No, but like, look, he got a lot of weapons. Like, I don't think, I think with the guys he got, he's gonna be fine. I think that you'll see him have a really good year. I think you'll see the Eagles fly, baby, fly. I really do. I think that this is a, a, I think this is a, becoming an underrated team. I think there's so much there. If people want to get them in that upper, ech- upper echelon, but then they keep saying, well, what about Jalen Hurts? I think those people are going to ruin the day. I think that they're going to come in this year and then they're going to be like, oh, wow, the Eagles have 13 wins. And they're like, well, yeah, the division stinks. And they got a lot of good players. And they got a quarterback who gets it. So me and you all in on the Eagles, man. Uh, Cowboys, the I don't think the Cowboys are making the playoffs, man. And and Wow. People keep trying to come up with excuses. Like I feel like people keep saying, well division and well they still got Dak. like i don't think you could legitimately look at the Dallas cowboys this year team that was good but not great and just lost like so many big pieces and just say oh well there's definitely still a playoff team i I don't these other teams around the nfc the lower team not necessarily the top teams top teams i think we all agree kind of all have some question marks some of these lower end teams got better and the cowboys got worse off the line's worse. Receiving core is worse. I, I don't really know what the defense is gonna be. I don't want to say the defense is worse as a whole. But as a whole offensive group, they just look very they look very mediocre. I don't see a plus off the line. I don't see a plus receiving core. And Zeke and Pollard, like I mean, those guys have been around the block for a minute. Like I don't look at them now and say, oh, they're a plus running back tandem. Like I think they're decent. I think they're probably average, but the Cowboys got names I don't know if they really got a legit great roster so I look at their roster and I compare it to Minnesota I compare it to some of these other teams that I see fighting for wild card spots I don't see it I don't see them making the playoffs man
1: wow uh yeah I mean it's possible you know uh it's just just on paper and a lot of it for me is also going to come down to Dak you know I mean, and that's Dak the thing. And, it's
0: not. It's not even that I don't even like Dak. I just feel like they're asking them to do way too much.
1: Like they really yeah, legit he, want him to be Superman, and that's yeah, like, Dave yo, Matt Matt he's Matt not Matt Superman. Track, and like, oh, Dak, lead us to the yeah, like lead us to the promised land. It's like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with what you know, like you gotta get, you gotta help him out.
0: Yeah, you just you know? can't just give him okay. Here's C.D. Lamb. All right, have a good day. Like they didn't do anything else. Like yeah, you I, give I like when Gall- Gallup is good when he's healthy, but I can't trust Gallup to stay healthy.
1: You know, like Cooper's gone, Wilson's gone. I mean, just just leaving all these leaving all these guys. So I don't know. I mean, Dak's a great player. Um, I think he's. I think there's. I think the. I think the Cowboys are still going to have a, a decent season. Just because I, I think I have a lot of respect for Dak. I think he's a very good quarterback. I respect um, him too.
0: I. I mean, like we're not people who hate on Dak.
1: I mean. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I think Dak's a good, a great. I think he's a good leader. Um, I think he. I think he has that it what you want in your starting quarterback. I think he's got it. Yeah, he's a leader,
0: and the intangible stuff. Yeah, I agree with all that. Comfortable
1: in the starting position. Very easy very easy guy to root for. A great guy to have in your locker room as well. Like doesn't get discouraged by things. Like he's a he's a great, very he's a great, he's a good quarterback. So I think I think they're still gonna do well. But, I mean, I mean they're, just, they're just losing guys. So, I mean, they're not as deep as they were last year. So, you know, it's not it's – not, uh, as you're a Cowboys fan, it's not looking as good as it was before.
0: The number one rated total offense last year, and you lose mm-hmm. all those guys, I just don't know how I'm supposed to look at you and say – and you are a middle-of-the-pack defense. I don't know how I'm supposed to look at you and say, oh, well, you're still going to be a, a playoff team. I, I don't know. I, I just – I'm trying to keep it honest. I'm looking at that assessment, and I don't – if the, if the line was healthy, I could maybe see it. But these all these injuries, you're trying out 40-year-old Jason Peters now. Like, no, enough. Like I, I've seen enough from this offseason from the Cowboys. I, I'm not picking them to make the playoffs. So that brings us right into our playoff picks. So I'll go first here. I'll go AFC North, upset pick. I'm going the Ravens. I'll go to South. I'm taking the Colts. The West, maybe another minor upset. I'm taking the Chargers. And I'm taking the East. I'm taking the Bills. So that means I got three wild card spots. I got the Chiefs, Broncos, Bengals. I think it's gonna be a gauntlet. I think it's gonna be a really fun race for a lot of these division races. I don't think these teams will be very far off in terms of like their wild card teams that can win the Super Bowl. There, I just but I think those are the division winners. and Those are the wild card teams that have in the AFC. Shamari, where are you gonna? Let's go. Uh, let's go with you. What are your uh, picks for the AFC? I
1: got the Bengals taking the North. Uh, I got the Bills taking the East. I got Tennessee taking the south and I got Vegas taking the west. Um for my wild card, I got Denver. Mhm. I got uh Miami. Okay. And I got Ah boy, I think it's I think it's going to be I think it's going to be close between uh I think there's going to be a battle between Baltimore and Kansas City. That's what I'm saying. Those are the two teams. I think those are the two teams. It's like is Baltimore, or Kansas City. I I gonna take Baltimore. I'm gonna take Baltimore. Kansas City not make making the, playoffs, the playoffs. playoffs. He that's what he said to Kansas start City's the show. The These Smarty are staying EJ consistent. EJ, all the teams that I gave are they better than all of those teams? I don't know. I don't know. I can't say it for certain. I can't say it for certain. I or rather, I would say, are they going to have a better record than all of those teams? I don't know. playoffs. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's I mean, bold. It's, it's bold. It's bold. It's gonna be I, hard. It's gonna be I'm,
0: hard. I'm not. I'm not crazy about the cheese. I told you about the schedule, but I got it. I got to put them in. I got to put them in. I got to give Pat Mahomes more credit than that. Uh, we'll see. Miami is a like that was a team that was out of team out for me. That's why I was like, they may have a good year, but they might not make the playoffs. But it's gonna be it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be tight. NFC. Okay, I'm going to North. I'm gonna stay with the Packers. South, I'm going to stay with the Bucs. I was tempted to go with the Saints, but I'm going to stay Bucks. West, I'll go Rams. and the East, I'm going Eagles, so kind of chalk. Those actually, I think, were the same division winners last year. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the wild card, I got the Vikings, I got the Saints, and I got the Cardinals. And, yes, that means the Dallas Cowboys not making the playoffs, as I said earlier. Let's go with your NFC picks, uh, Sham.
1: All right, so I got the Packers, of course. I got um, I have the Eagles taking the East. I okay. um, think they're gonna have a better year. I got the Bucks taking the South, um, and I got the Rams taking the West um, for my wild card spots. Um, I got Arizona. I think they're gonna have a good year. Um, I got Minnesota. I think they, I think they're gonna make it. I think I think they have a lot of good players. Um, and for the last spot, I think uh, San Francisco is gonna take it. I think mm-hmm. I think the I think uh, the the Niners. Um, I think Trey Lance is gonna have a good year. I think he's got a lot of good pieces. I think they're gonna be able to make the playoffs.
0: So at each conference, we all we were all on the same page. That conference, we were all on the same page for the, the all the division winners, and only missed on one wild card team. And in the in the in the um, AFC, even though we had different division winners, we had six of the same seven wild uh, playoff teams. So each conference, only one team off there. So very interesting. We are brothers, so that's maybe. A hint for why we're thinking of like so much on those picks. All right, big part of the show, end of the show, Super Bowl pick. I am taking the LA Chargers over the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Wow, and the Chargers are gonna win the Super Bowl.
0: I'm going with it all, man. And I, it scares me to death because I just I still don't know about this coach. I really don't know about Brandon Staley, but I think they have the best roster in the NFL. I know people run to the Buffalo Bills. Bills have a good roster. I think the Chargers have a better running game. I think their weapons and the receiving core are just as good as a tandem. I think their offensive the line is just as good. I think their defense is just as good. I think their pass rush are just as good. Like I, I, I mean, the Chargers have it all. I think the only thing you would say is Allen's better than Herbert, maybe. And I think Herbert's going to show that he's one of the upper echelon elite quarterbacks in the NFL. So I got them coming out of the AFC. Uh, the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. I talked about them highly here. And I just think those other teams, I think you're gonna start, they're gonna show their age in the postseason. I think the Packers and Bucks and Rams, as good as those teams are, and they'll still be good in the regular season. I think you'll see them show their age a little bit. All those teams are getting a little older. I don't, think I don't think they'll be as healthy by the time we get to the postseason. I think the Eagles will be younger. They'll be fresher, and I think that you'll see them uh, maybe with home field advantage because they play in such an easy division as well. That would be a key part in this. So. So I think the Bills will have the best record in the AFC. I think that the Chargers win an upset game to get to the, the Super Bowl. I think the Eagles ride home field advantage to get to the Super Bowl, and then you got the Chargers, the Eagles, in the Super Bowl. I'm going with the uh, the Chargers. So there you go. What do you got here? Super
1: Bowl pick, All champ. Alright, my Super Bowl pick. Alright, I mean, it may not be as bold as some people think, but I'm going to go Cincy. I think Bengals are going to win it. And and I was—I'll say they beat—I'll say they beat Tampa. Okay. I think I think Tampa's gonna make it back. I think Brady's gonna give a give a last hurrah. You know, I think I think. Burrow
0: versus Brady is an excellent.
1: Excellent. Yeah, that'll, that'll be hell of a Super Bowl. Um, yeah. but I but I think, I think I think that's what we're gonna see. And I think I think Burrow is. I think this is gonna be one of those passes the torch kind of moments. Um, wow. you know, I think. Uh, you know, because it's just a special kind of talent, you know, it's a special kind of it factor talent that you just don't see very often. But I but it's just, you know, I I, I just think he's he's got yeah, I think he's got what it takes to lead this team to a Super Bowl. So or lead them to a Super Bowl win. He's already led them to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, that's my prediction.
0: All right. And that's an NFL preview podcast. And those are some stats for your ass hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> I've been waiting to play that. I, there was no yes, place to play it. Uh, I was like, the I'm Great playing. Coast Guard. Yes, I'm playing the Great Coast card, <laughs> the Great Samuel Jackson at some point in this show after I downloaded that cut and I was like, I'm, I'm going to find a way. And I found a way. So, thank you all for listening in to the NFL preview show. Of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and Facebook, New Generation Media. You can also find us individually as well on social media. You can find Shamari on uh, Snapchat and Instagram, MCChan22. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram and TikTok, Action That'll do it for now. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. For Shumari, for Kendall, oh, for Shumari, not Kendall. <laughs> for Shumari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.